So now it's my turn for a scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I really should have been preparing that whole time that you guys were doing your scene, Except but just you give me a second. Well, we can also take a like, few minutes for you to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this won't take long. All right, do you want to go to your Malto, <laughs> Eden, or Aldorf? That's so many options. Okay. <clears throat> here's a here's a card. It's the Queen of Hearts. Uh, you're doing a quiet ear, right? Yeah, well, I was going to. Yeah, Queen of Hearts. What's the most beautiful thing in the area, or the most hideous thing in the area? Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, what's the most interesting thing? <laughs> so we cut to uh, the country of Aldorf, a uh, country in the northernmost part of Saren, uh, mostly populated by dwarfs. Hey, everybody, if you want to know where this is, go to our Twitter. The world map is there. <laughs> yes, please. You Seriously, should... look at it, because it's going to be so much less confusing for you, especially when we're jumping around yeah. as often as we are. Um, uh, level underscore podcast on Twitter. Yeah, great. Great plug. Are you yeah. plugging that? I, I, actually, you and, know what? Don't answer that question. Uh, <laughs> Every goddamn episode. <laughs> Sam, do you uh, not listen? <laughs> I, I listen. I listen. Just I'm just bad. Yeah, I'm behind. I've been... Life's crazy, everybody. Uh, anyways, so we cut to the to Aldorf, and uh, specifically <clears throat> the town of Goldmere, uh, which is somewhere in... I don't know. It's somewhere in the cent- in central Aldorf. It's not the capital, but it's a largely populated uh, kind of city built on the side of the mountain. Um, and a small halfling man uh, who looks kind of familiar to our listeners, or I guess sounds kind of familiar to our <laughs> listeners, is uh, walking through the streets, uh, kind of examining. So the way that the city is set up is that it, it's half constructed on the outside of the mountain, but also half on the end. Is so it, it kind of sticks out. And this is very far north, so it's snowing a bit? Mm-hmm. It's snowing. Snow is slowly coming down. The architecture of this city is very much of uh, stone. Mm-hmm. It's very very much of stone and precious metals. It's not any one color of metal, and sometimes the veins are multicolored. Yeah. It also leaves... There's like kind of a natural architecture to it that uh, you don't see in most... Uh, I guess dwarven cities as far as pop culture goes mm-hmm. um, where it looks like they've left entire slabs intact to kind of form something with the natural beauty of the yeah, it's veins like those houses that are built into a hill yes it's very it's kind of uh, hobbiton like Good. Kind of, not not with like the provincial stuff but the fact yeah. that it's like built into the into nature yes but it's like a whole city yeah. that's built into the side of one large mountain oh cool um, and we cut to the halfling man who's walking on the streets, and uh, he, <clears throat> yeah, it, it's Jor. <laughs> uh, and he's uh, a courier seems to be uh, approaching him from behind, um, why he's examining a piece of rock, of course. Uh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I know. Um, we were under strict orders not to bother you, but. <laughs> there's um there's a a message for you. Well, this is very interesting. It's been a while since I've received a message. Uh, very well. Uh, may I see it? Oh yeah, yeah. I got it right here. He like rummages through his pack. Hmm. Uh, here, here you go. His hands are sweaty and shaking. And he kind of opens it up, and uh, on the on the letter, it uh, 
Actually, do one of you guys want to read? Actually, we should have the courier read the letter. <laughs> uh, I, or do you want? Do you, who's it from? It's from. Uh, What's it? All the way. Is it? Is it Glover? Is it Glover? How is it? Alfred um, Dumel. Alfred Dumel. Yeah. Okay. Which yeah, one? Who, who's it from? It's Dumel? Alfred. It's from Alfred Dumel. Somebody want to read it in his voice? You're the one who has it. Um, uh, oh, no, sure. no, you're not the courier's voice. I know. Voice, uh, wait, uh, Mr. <laughs> Nayworth, are you sure you want me to read this letter? Yes, of course. Um, okay, and do you want me to try and imitate the, the tone, <laughs> general tone of it, you know, of, of who could possibly have written it? Yes. Well, what is your name again? Uh, my name's... Billy. Billy. So behind there, there's this, there's this other dwarf courier who's like clearly the master courier, and is like, "Doing great, son. Doing great." And it's like this like dwarf guy with like like blonde and like yeah, yeah this guy's like hair. an intern. Yeah, totally an intern. He's like, "Billy, you're doing great." He's like, "I'm 15 Thumbs and up. I haven't even grown a beard yet." It's got so stubble. unnatural. You got stubble. Feel good. Um. Okay. So I'll try to do the voice of the guy. Yes, <clears> of course. Thank you. Um. Okay. Here goes. Dearest Chancellor. <laughs> Tis I, Alfred Dumel, acting secretary of the Treasurer Hunters Guild. I was just writing to you on a formality to inform you of the general goings-on of the guild, which I don't need to remind you is one of the most prosperous in all of Saren. We pride ourselves on doing quite well under your generous tutelage. Now we understand you are on uh, many overseas trips and... Your times are split between various nations and various planes of existence. Rest assured, though, that Glover Howe and I are minding the guild quite well in your absence. We've even made arrangements to exploit a certain turmoil and unrest in a region nearby to you. Don't worry, continue on your trip. You'll find that the guild has uh, increased its plunder tenfold by the time you return. Warmest regards, Acting Secretary of the Treasurer's Guild, Alfred Dumel. Was that all right? Do you think that kind of... His <laughs> voices are fantastic. It's, it's why we hired him. It's like the person wow. is there. Do you think... <coughs> now, that's interesting. Now, the not the letter. letter. No, oh. the voice. It was very interesting. He's like a Billy. Okay, but He's, actually, sir... The, this is fascinating. Sir, the, the letter sounded wow. actually really important. Maybe you'd want to, you know, well, write Well, that response. letter is not interesting in the slightest. Well, it kind of sounded like your, you know, your secretary of your club was up to some Alfred, pretty... if Alfred's not causing trouble... But it sounded like he was, like, definitely causing trouble. that would be trouble. interesting. But Alfred's always causing trouble, my dear boy. So it's not interesting to you? No, but the voice was interesting. Oh. In fact... Have you ever thought about doing acting, my boy? Well, I did see a play once. What was the play? <laughs> and I like to think that uh, Jorn Aworth just sort of balls up the note and tosses it in the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that scene? No, I want to get no. going for that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll cut that out. I feel like that. What else do you yeah, want to <laughs> get from it? Well, I. Okay. At this point, we can cut this part out if it doesn't work, but I really want to keep going because I love playing Jor. Uh, <laughs> at this point, uh, Jor is walking walking down the street uh, after thinking, and he's kind of looking up. He's thinking of himself. His hands are behind his back. He's like, very, hmm. 
he looks to his left. He sees, uh, he he basically sees just a tavern. He's like, that's not very interesting. And then he keeps walking, and he just he he finds everything that he can, and he just looks at it, and mm-hmm. he he looks at it for like two seconds, and then he determines whether that thing uh-huh. is. And I interesting feel like he's or getting not higher and higher up the mountain. Mm-hmm. So what ends up being the most beautiful or hideous thing? What's the thing that ends up being the most interesting to him? Well, he he rounds a corner and uh, he sees uh, basically a stage. And the stage is lit by a giant, uh, basically rounded, polished gem. And the lights go through it. And uh, he, he kind of looks at it for a while and then he uh, looks down into his right, and he sees a he sees like a small halfling child who is basically tugging on his tugging on his pants. He's like, uh, and he's like, my boy, what are you doing touching my pants? And uh, the child doesn't really answer, but uh, he basically just takes a look at him, and then he kind of kneels down and shakes his hand. And the boy runs away. He's like, "Well, I like to think maybe Chopper like reaches into his bag and pulls out an interesting toy." That he's yes, collected. yes, exactly. Yeah, and, like hands it to the kid. Mm-hmm. He pulls an interesting toy. Yeah, there you go. That's even better. He takes a he takes a toy and it's a it's like a mini magical uh, train piece. Mm-hmm. So it's like a train piece, but it's it's animated. So it's like always kind of going. It's always it's, kind of laying track mm-hmm. for itself. Yeah, and it's like puffing out steam out of like the top of it. And he's like. And he gives it to him. He's like, there you are, boy. And the kid just, like, gets really excited and jumps around with it and, and then leaves. And he's like, now that, that is interesting. And that scene. Oh, I actually really <laughs> like No, we're keeping fucking... Because <laughs> yeah. it, it's like, it's like um, the bigger problems of the world don't interest him. But it's like, the little shit. Yeah, like a yeah. child's wonder and joy is what interests him. A 15-year-old mm-hmm. boy's weird voice. Yeah. Also super yeah. Interesting. Uh, whose turn is it? That was is a it great scene. Again? No, it's it's Wells now. Oh, it's Wells' turn. Oh, that's right. Yep. Is there a game you want to play with this one? I don't know. I don't know. How do you think it would? What would go best? Um, let me check what the two cards left are. Um, <clears throat> none of the cards are good for you, left. I think you should just pick what you want. Yeah, um, I mean... Do you just want to do a scene? I don't think you have to have mechanics. You don't necessarily, like, and this one kind of strikes me as a thing where we just kind of need to do a scene. Yeah. I mean, technically there is a game called Solitaire from Firebrands that I just, I didn't include because it's on paper really boring. Mm-hmm. But it's just a scene where you do a thing for yourself. Mm-hmm. And other people can be characters in it. I should have included it. Why did I include it? Do a solitaire. You're technically doing a solitaire scene. Fucking great. I mean, yeah, just do what you want. Tell us who we need to play. I mean, honestly, the scene we just did wasn't really part of the game, right? No. I mean, we did end up hitting on what the yeah. card was. But yeah. that was like, that's like a textbook example of a great one-shot like comic book. Yeah. Like one comic book issue... Yeah. It's like what just happened. Yeah. Good like scenes that. so far. Good scenes. Let's let's keep it rolling. Um Yeah, t- technically this will be a solitaire for you, but Alright. So how far I guess do we wanna move the time needle? We about, were when we met, when we had our meeting again. It had been three chase, months. It had been three we, months. Since we Dane has to get to Palin. I like to think it's maybe, a month. Maybe it's month. been a whole nother month. Yeah. A month and a half even. Mm-hmm. Because uh, at this point Lady Lashana's raving, roving band of minstrels has um, traversed 
through um, Cabri and then through the small portion of the Luca coast and is now in Caspin on the coastline of the bay mm-hmm. in the middle of which mm-hmm. sits Eva, Eva? Eva. Um, we'll get at right someday. And at this point, um, they the group has reached the port town of... How do you pronounce that? Um, is it Montillier? Montillier. Yeah, yeah, it's Montillier. They've reached the port town of Montillier. And this is a fork in the road. Because from here, um, the, the caravan no longer follows the coastline, and they turn due north and go straight to the capital of Caspin, where the Bard's College is, where, uh, you know, huge theaters, huge performance. It's the biggest country on the continent, or the biggest city on the continent, and the biggest country. But it's the biggest city in the biggest country. Mm. At least the most powerful country. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so they arrive there, they, they're just doing a few bits of shows. At this point, I like to think that Duncan and Thea have struck up you know, a relationship, and life has kind of continued much as it was when he ran into Duncan, or when he ran into Thorne, and he's not really too deterred from it. Mm -hmm. So they make camp in the city or on the outskirts. They perform a few shows. Everything's going great. And um, during some off time, uh, Thea wants to practice her lines, and so Duncan just steals away and walks through the city. And he goes through, um, I don't, uh, Montelier is a beautiful city. Yeah, do you, want me, city. do you want me to explain? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, Just Mont- give like color, like the color yeah. of the city. Uh, well, it's, it's, Montelier is a very brightly colored city. Um, buildings are orange, they're blue, they're uh, tan. I mean, it's, it's, it has bright colors everywhere. It's very much a port city. It's very much something that was kind of thrown together and then later on in its life really became something that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, is this evening, did you say? Um, I think it's like afternoon. Okay, so it's afternoon. So the sun's almost going to start setting and it's yeah. got a golden sheen to everything. Yeah, so the sun's coming across and there's you see various families, people on vacation from other places. Um, you, you feel the sea breeze kind of blowing against you. It's warm. Um it's you see like in the alleyways like some things that look kind of shady but for the most part it's like very beautiful and like some walls are covered in artwork like not artwork in the sense of something that took a lot of time artwork more in the sense of this was like graffiti but there's so much of it that it's kind of turned into art itself and you're walking through the different quarters of the city um and i assume that you're kind of in the in the living area well like which quarter of the city do you think you would be in like the more touristy section the richer section the kind of the port side um i think i've uh i'm past the uh rich section okay. and i'm um around the the port side but not where yeah. the docks are it's still a ways away yeah so you're, you're it's starting to get like a little bit more kind of yeah. Thing, like what you're used to, basically, uh-huh. what you live around. You I perform mean, for the wealthy a lot of times, but this is kind of more um, more your style, I guess. And I think I passed through a courtyard, and I noticed there's big buildings on this courtyard, big temples. Mm-hmm. And on my right, I see is, there's like a temple of justice. One and, of the Yzmol? And I see that there's a statue of Yzmol 
like at the foot of the steps that lead up to it. Can I ask a question? What does a statue of Ismal look like? We haven't seen that. We've seen a shrine, but like, what is? Um, so how is he depicted? <clears throat> so Ismal stands, and he has both arms crossed mm-hmm. across his chest, and he has his sword on his uh, belt, and he has his shield on his back, um, and he just sort of like looks down, and his face is very neutral. So really, anyone could read it as disapproving, as admiring as benevolent or as, like, stern. Yeah, and, and I like to think, like, Yzmal like, has different judgment. iterations of kind of what his face looks like depending on what area you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you recognize this to be kind of the Caspian version of Yzmal. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, um... Like, maybe, like, in this version he has facial hair or something yeah. that, that wouldn't be in the Palin version or something. Yeah. And in this moment, do we get, like... Do we get to see, like, a thing where, like, Duncan hasn't really been wearing his armor for a lot of these scenes, right? Mm-hmm. But do we get, do we see, like, oh, that's why Duncan wears that sort of armor and that shield and, like, it's matching. It, it yeah, matches. got the it's, same it's, kind of shield. Yeah. It's, it's on, it's of the same type. Uh-huh. That's a cool and image. I think, um... Duncan goes for his neck where his necklace usually is. Oh, he's not wearing and it. And he's not wearing it. And it's like back with his stuff in the caravan. And so he then looks to his left. I can't remember if he looked to his right or his left. Um, and across the courtyard, completely opposite, is a similar looking temple. And there's a statue of a woman kneeling with her arms out. Uh, and that's, he would recognize it as a statue of the Lady Mira, who is the goddess of... Um, healing and care, um, and the sick and the wounded. Is she a sibling of Yzmol? Uh, how are they related? Um, pantheon. I don't know. I think it's all just like a pantheon. I, it's. I it's. Kind of, I'd imagine it's maybe from country to country. It's like, oh, they're married in another. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. They're siblings. It's, yeah. It's like. Yeah. It's, it's like their brother, yeah. sister. Or they're yeah, married. Yeah. Or their father, daughter. It's like. Right. Right. It yeah. doesn't. It like. Mm-hmm. It. That's a cultural bit. Right. Uh-huh. And so. Um, Duncan's kind of put off by the presence of Ismal without his amulet on, and he walks over to the Houses of Healing, where uh, the Lady Mirror statue is, and he goes up the steps and into the temple. And I feel like the temple is, like, large, there's um, sort of pools of water around, um, and it's, like, a little darker, there's torches Mm -hmm. lighting the inside. Yeah, it's mostly made out of marble, it's, like, very regal. Uh Uh-huh. Have you guys ever seen? I, can't, I don't know where it is, but it's these beautiful white buildings with blue domes. Greece. Yeah. Oh, like, I'm imagining that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like a nice. It's like cool inside. Um, but then he starts to hear like um, like moaning and murmuring, and as his eyes adjust to like the the darker interior, he sees that there's like soldiers and um, villagers and people like leaning against walls and like. Showing wounds and bandaging and stuff like that. I think at this moment a woman bumps into you. Mm-hmm. She's got like gray hair, silvery, silvery hair. It's all tied back, and she's like wearing like traditional like like a, like a habit, sort of like um, like sort of looks like probably like a little bit like a nun, um, but her sleeves are bloody mm-hmm. and like rolled up. And she says, "Oh, sorry, sorry, sir," and like walks on and um, hurriedly like carrying some uh-huh. like bandages. Uh, wait, wait, um, what, did something happen? What do you mean, what? I mean, what's, is the city under attack? Is did there... something happen, says a soldier that's lying down in, like, the corner. <laughs> There's a war going on. Yes. And do be quiet, some of 
Oh, I'm sorry, nurse. I, you know, I get lovely. carried, you, carried away. You are all our very, our heroes. I almost had him. I know you did. I almost had him. But others need the quiet, please. I could see it in his They're eyes. They're brothers in arms, please. please. Uh, Apologies. sister, is that the appropriate word? Do I say sister? I, most people call me mother these days, so I appreciate being called sister. <laughs> okay, well, I just didn't know how the hierarchy of your it's, church it's worried. Um, I'll look after this man here. I, uh, I actually have some formal healing training myself. Maybe I could try and... Well, his leg is quite broken, but otherwise. And nothing but time will... Time or magic will fix it, so... If you can do something else, I won't... Won't stop you. And she, like, hurries up the stairs. I could tell you... I was on the battlefield... What's your name? Front lines. My name? Smith. 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 With an F? Yes. Smith. Smith. Sorry, sorry. Um, The front lines? Where where are the front lines? I thought Caspin was a, you know, fairly peaceful country, not a lot of inner turmoil, conflict on the walls. We've been at war with Tullians, those bastards. (sighs) Those, they betrayed us. We, our hand was forced. I was, I was on, I was on the front lines right before we broke in, and you're marching on Tullius. Yes. So well, Tullian, the capital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been there. Yes, I. Oh, really? You have been? Uh, yeah. Not many <laughs> actually, people from yeah. this area actually have. Okay, well... Cool, cool. Um, hey, listen, I can help... Let me see if I can do something. And I want to use lay on hands. We're not in Dungeon World, so I don't think you can fail, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, does that... <laughs> Sweet. Does it work? Yeah. I don't... What's the... Ex- is, it, is it just healed? I imagine it's, like, set yeah. Yeah. better and, and sort of, like... You know, it'll take a while. You shouldn't walk on it. I think yeah. the sister comes back in the scene and you hear, uh-huh. her, the, like, the tray clatter to the ground... She's like, my leg! Oh! Oh! She starts dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh. Thank oh. you, good sir. S- sir, please, you have to. And she like comes up and she starts gesture, like trying to pull you. Oh, but you I'm supposed you. to perform. You don't, you don't I got show. You don't understand. These boys just came back from, from Fitch that we've, we've only Fitch. gotten. So Fitch, we, we, we won, but we, there were such heavy losses. And you could turn, can make all the difference. Wait, There's so many. What happened people. to Fitch? Where's. Well, um... Fitch has been taken! Fitch was taken. And I am healed. And they're... And, they're, oh. and our boys, our boys are... are, are they're, they're, they're... 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 They're reconsolidating, and they're gonna, and they're gonna go after the capital soon. But we need all of them, and you can put them back up there. Come, please. There are also civilians who are hurt. Um, I like to think that, uh... <clears throat> Duncan looks out the front, you know entryway of the temple and even and sees Ismal all the way on the other end by the Temple of Justice just like staring at him. Has the sun gone down so that like his brow is like, like yeah. it goes dark over his yeah, eyes yeah. so it looks like he's much more stern than he was a moment ago? Um, he's like, but I have a perf- I'm supposed to perform at the A perform? Um, okay, uh, I'll need a robe and uh, I'll need to wash up and 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 then I'll need some textbooks because I haven't thought in a long time about school. But um, 
Sure, I, I can try and do something. I have some paladin training. And, and, and I think she starts getting you going through that. Yeah, and I feel like I get a robe, and also I get an amulet of Lady Mira. Mm, nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also think that um, throughout your... I'm not sure if the scene's over, it, but I think throughout your uh, basically time working there, you learn you learn a lot about the soldiers of Caspian uh -huh. and what what they're fighting for and why they're invading Tullian. And just you get you getting a lot of context on on what has been happening. So like with all boil these it people. down. Give, like give us a sentence or two. Okay. So I mean what basically what you learn is that um Tullian basically had uh <clears throat> had attacked some of Caspian's allies. Gotcha. A while ago. It's a World War One situation. Yes. That similar to that, yes. They had they had made moves on Caspian's allies. They had been kind of raiding from. Uh, <clears throat> they had been raiding Aldorf a little bit and uh, Tyria a little bit as well, um, and kind of cutting off some of Caspian's supply lines because Caspian owns a lot of land. Mm -hmm. um, and upon that, that's when they decided that they needed to invade Tullian because it was kind of the other power that needed to be yeah. taken care of. So does it come down to like this isn't a war where like anybody. It, there's no good guys, bad guys here. It's just war and war sucks. Like yeah, yeah ba okay. that's basically what you well, get. I, I feel yeah. no kinship to the country of Tullius. I just you know it's I happen to be from a village. You care about yeah. Lone Tree, but you don't care about. It. And I feel like yeah. I I ask some people. I'm like, hey, um, my mother lives in Lone Tree. Did, did you hear anything about that? And like, did you hear? I think the sister's like, uh, Lone Tree's not terribly strategic. And she looks at one of the soldiers like. Lone tree? What is that? I, th I don't think it's it's a. So <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll be. I mean, it's just probably not a priority. It'll get. They'll get to. The, our boys will get to it. They're very thorough. Your boys will get to it. <laughs> and she like pats one of them on what the cheek. What does that mean? Tolian is our priority. Once we have Tolian, everything else will fall, except for those damned Reds. Yeah, but she'll be like you know. Easy on the people of Lone Tree, right? You know, they'll be taken care of. Yeah. We don't make those decisions. Those are... You have to talk to General. Those right? are but, higher up. But yes. Come over here, come over oh, here. One, one, of, the, away, one of the yeah. nurses, they got hurt in the bathroom, so like... And he's pulled away. And do, so I have a question. I feel like by the end... Oh, yeah, yeah. What's your question? Does Duncan miss the performance? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Duncan I think loses that's, track of time. He's trying to get all the information he can about Lone Tree. I think that's the. I think that's the key bit, and I think we could probably cut there if you want. Well, I think he's washing up. His muscles are sore. He's never felt this drained. It's like, man, is this what Thorn felt like when he would like use a lot of magic? And because it's like his aura's been glowing yeah. a lot, and he just feels like exhausted. And he uh, walks out of the temple. By this time, like the stars are out. Mm -hmm. Um and the moon's glowing, and he sees Ismal's like, looking back at him now in the empty courtyard. And his, like, look isn't as grim yeah. or severe anymore. Oh, that's such a good scene. Oh, dude. This is where we'll come. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Who's, who's up next? Oh, is it me again? Yeah. Um, I think I want to do a conversation over food, which I think it'll just end up being... Um, Mostly improvised, and will will you play pond? Sure, sure, sure. Because you've you've heard the. You don't think you can do. 
I don't think I can do both at the same time. You don't think so? I struggle with that, too. Yeah. Okay, so no, um, no, um, just for the listener, if you did listen to Pond's... Um, I'll, I'll do a full description in a side tangent. Yeah, it, but it's from... It, Pond is the name, is the character who did the recaps for episodes five and six. Hey, Sam, do you want to play Jin again? No, I would love to. All right. You come into the scene when you feel it's appropriate. Okay. Um, so I think we get these, like, shots of, like, Thorns on the ship again, right? Like, and I think it's like, does anyone remember in the first parts of the Caribbean where like Jack's like yes. is like on the ship and it's like raining like crazy? <laughs> I think we get some of those those yeah. shots, and then like it, and we follow him, and sometimes it's peaceful, sometimes it's it's um, chaos, chaos, and eventually we get to a point where it's snowing. Yes, and we pull into a harbor, and like it's, I think it's a very English sort of ship, very Spanish, very mm-hmm. that sort of ship, and it's mostly age of kind, exploration. Yeah, but it's and when you the ship pulls into to port, um, in this town, this port town in Palin, it's not a big town, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's it's next to all these like I would describe them as like probably Viking ships, mm-hmm. like it's just like anachronistic, like they just they're just different styles, right? Yeah, like, the Palin, this especially this port yeah. would be very Norse-esque. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Thorne gets off and he like looks at Captain Dubois and he's like, I'll be back in the morning. I, I, I just have some business to take care of. All right, well, you must do as you want. I promise I won't die while I'm gone. Hey, Captain, we're, uh, we're going to get a couple drinks. You in? Sorry, I've got an old friend to see. Ah, of course, dead. Yeah. And I like I, I like, kind of like bow my way out. Um, That's and, dead for you. And Thorne's wearing that kind of like shabby black coat and like generic sword, and he like goes into like like a really like like one of those places where like, do you know like those the sort of like restaurants or, or bars where it's like it's really nice but not in like a fancy way but just mm-hmm. in a like wow this is the most comfortable. Yeah, it's also it's just like the, Palin in general as a country has kind of a regal feel to it in yeah, a lot of places. But, like, like comfortable, yes. Legal. Like especially like where you are a, now. Yeah, like what if king a king made a cabin? It'd yeah. be <clears throat> rustic, but like yes, nice. That's exactly. exactly what I mean. So, do you think Pond would be Thorn there or not? Uh, what you know, Pond a little better than I. Uh, I think Pond probably would. He's a little uptight. So he's already there. I bet. Yeah. So he's already sitting there. So if Pond is an orc, like full orc. Yeah, and what is he doing all the way in Palin? He came at Thorn's request. Really? So Thorn you wrote a letter. I wrote a letter. And I asked him to bring um, some of the th- a few things I left behind or never asked for. Uh, a mixtape. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anything I left at Meridian's, basically. A waffle press. Um, <laughs> a yeah. waffle press. And I think, like, I think, <laughs> think Thorne, like, walks in and he sees Pond um, and he, like, they make they make eye contact mm-hmm. and is it like, I think it's awkward a little bit. At it's awkward. I think he smiles and then, and then like, like Thorne like and then he's like they're both too eager. Yeah, yeah. And then like Thorne's like, okay, we can't do this. Just stand up and give me a hug. Like, <laughs> come on. I haven't seen an orc in nearly a year. I missed you, brother. Yeah. And like, like embrace, do the orc um, like handshake. Um, and I think Pond is like seven feet tall and super broad. Uh-huh. And like has big tusks. Yeah, and like yeah. Thorne sits down. And he's like, "Thank you for coming." And I know, I know, you teleported here, and that's like not as big a deal as me sailing this way. But hey, it's still a big deal. You know, the village needs me. So yeah. But hey, and and I'm sorry. I'd teleport anywhere for you, my brother. Thank you. I'm sorry I missed your um, your message over. I I 
I don't know if you've I've sensed. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't write in my letter, but I, I can't cast anymore. I've sensed it. Every now and then, uh, especially when I got here, I reached out for you and and I felt nothing. It's not there. And he like lifts up his hand like it's torn up when he's... Let like, me take a look. Yeah. It's just not there. Yeah. Uh, I remember um, a few of the elders spoke a little bit about this, but I've never seen someone lose their connection. <sighs> I, I should have rested. I should have rested. It's, it's my own fault. <laughs> you never did. No. How's how's being how's being ritualist? Well, it's everything you would think it would be. Tragically mundane. <laughs> Which means I'm often dealing with the mundanely tragic. So, you know. Maybe I'm not missing out on much, huh? I'm sure you're doing a good job. Yeah, but Thor and I know that it's the little things that mean the most to you. So I, I, and I'm sure that the, uh, I think when he says that, like Thorne like reaches and like puts his hand where Etni's yeah. hands are on his chest. Like, like, and I know everyone would have loved to have seen you, you know, for the, <clears throat> you know. okay, don't lie to me on that. You know, they didn't, you know, they didn't. And I'm not, I'm not saying you're not good at your job. I'm we could have like, used you when we cleared a new acre for a field. Yeah. And what would I, what I have done? Found, found a partner? Gotten married and watched them die on me? Thorne, you know you always have a place. You always had a place. I don't. And he, like, I think he like opens like his jacket and he's like, I don't anymore. I can't even prove that I'm one of you. What, what, happened, what happened to you? I drowned and a really good friend brought me back and... You drowned? Ugh, Meridian was right to look out for you. She's always right. How she knew she, something was up okay, with you. Is she alright? Is she good? Oh, uh, she... Um, she hasn't forgotten you. That's all I'll say. Well, I... Let's get a drink. I think we need yeah, a drink, let's, huh? let's get a drink. Yeah, yeah, alright. <laughs> you know, let's not dwell whiskey, on the whiskey, serious Whiskey, you want thing. whiskey? I... I'm buying. Oh, uh... Also, they buy here. It's buying, so it's, it's dumb, but... Yeah, I brought a few herbs and some... No, it's just... I got this. And he, like, Thorn comes back with two whiskeys, and he's like... At this point, when you set the whiskeys on the table, the mm-hmm. door is basically like it's it's not really tossed open, but it's it's strongly moved. Like it's not pushed all like the way back. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Basically, like the door kind of opens, and then through nothing about this strikes you as odd right away. Mm-hmm. Um, through the door comes a man wearing all black from head to toe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, you don't really see his face, but he, uh, he basically kind of surveys the room a little bit. Uh, you catch like kind of side of his face, uh, mm-hmm. and then just slowly approaches the bar and asks for a drink. And you don't know what it is, but something seems strange about seeing someone dressed like that in a place like this. So, uh, why did you, um, why did you want to meet? Uh, forgive me for not just wanting to catch up, but you brought, you brought my family tree, right? Of course, yeah, I, I got everything you asked for. Thanks, and like, I take, it's probably got like a, a drawstring, yeah, yeah, drawstring bag, and I like put it in. Animal it. skin all wrapped yeah, up yeah. and everything. I just, I've never looked at it, I never wanted, I never cared to. You never so had to. I, I know. I'm just, I was just curious. And Thorn, 
you still don't have to. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what's going on. Um, and like Thorn looks up at, at Jin, um, and he's like, Pond, do me a favor. Would you, uh, stay here. I'm going to go talk our, top our drinks. And I like look at you and I'm like, put your back to the wall and be ready to move if you have to. And like Thorn like loosens his sword in his belt. You, hey, if something's wrong, I don't know what you're mixed up in, Thorn, but listen, I can help. I can, I, if I'm promising you, whatever you need. At this point, Jin buys a second drink, even though he's not done with yeah. his first. If you're I'm in like, trouble, you know, you can always... Is this why you wrote to me, really? And I'm, I'm like, I pat you on the shoulder and I'm like, nah, this is new. This and is... You give him a look that's I'm like, like, this yeah. is every day. <laughs> and I'm like, Pond, we both know you're not super great in a crisis. <clears throat> well, I am super great, though, if I have time to you're not understand all the odds and the elements. You're not going to have time with this one. And I like pat you and I'm like, back to the wall, run, grab someone out of the bar if you can. Whoa. Wait, so, maybe so this you, will go well. And so I walk you, up to the bar. <laughs> you, you want Pond to leave? Uh, no, I want no, Pond to stay. Like, yeah. I want Pond to prioritize so, his safety. So he walks back, puts his back to the wall, mm-hmm. sort of near a back exit. Yeah. And uh, you see his hand, you know, he's got a staff with him. Yeah. And you can see that just a tiny pulse of, like, his aura runs through the staff. Yeah. As if he's like, I am ready, though, if, if shit goes down. <laughs> yeah. So are you walking up behind him? Or are you mm, gonna introduce I before? Are you gonna so you're gonna slide down? I sidle up to him, yeah. Um Hello. You know, it's been a I was actually just about to come over and talk to you. In fact, uh I got this for you and he's like, Oh wait, hold on a second. He sips it and then he's like, There you are. See that that way you know it's safe to drink. Good. Also, your friend over there can relax a little bit. I'm not here for any mischievous reasons. I'm just Look, for Having you a drink. and I both know that people like you and people like me always end up in trouble no matter what we do. Yes, yes. And, and it could go it could go any way. And my friend over there is not from around here and <laughs> we could get blindsided by somebody like you. So let's thank you for the drink. Yes. Let's and, cut uh, to the let's cut to the Dead table. or Thorn? Which one's your preferred? Uh, that is a complicated question, friend. Um, but let's go with Thorn. He's dead. That's who he is. <laughs> <laughs> you hear this? Yeah, there's, there's like someone here across the bar. Playing cards yeah. like across the tavern. Well, it's nice to finally meet you. And um, I look at the drink, and I'm like, "Gin." <laughs> of course not. That's a cool, a fine ale. I only, you, I only like drink gin. I'm like, very hesitated for a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, "What? No." <laughs> yeah, it's like I only drink gin on very specific occasions, which today is not one of them. In fact, I would say it's, uh, it's tragically nice. mundane. Might be what I would say. I have a feeling that you do not care for the tragically mundane. Oh, of course not. I'm not a huge fan of the tragically mundane at all. In fact, I prefer the much more exciting life. The life of the seas, the life of, ah, the fresh air, the life of the city. Good of course, this is of not really a city, so it's not yeah, so exactly my here? style. What do you mean, what am I doing here? I'm not here for any particular reason. 
Now, I did hear that maybe you might be here, and I was very interested to meet the man who killed uh, uh, somebody who is of a special interest to me. Uh, so I just wanted to kind was of Was it see Bertha? <laughs> yes, it was Bertha. Yes, you should have you. seen him. He split a guts. It was oh, great. I, I cut her throat. I quite like your sailor friends. They seem very kind. Well, that, that's, not how the, that's not how the boys remember it. Marcus? I will cut your shore leave if you do not shut up. Marcus, you Sorry. seem like a very nice man. Thank you. Sorry, babe. I appreciate it. You're just backing me up. I. Sorry, I didn't mean it. As you were. But yes, I was very interested to meet who uh, had killed Bertha. She was of interest to me, as I might have said, but it seems like um, she had provoked you, so I don't think we have anything to worry about at all. Yeah, she ca- cut our captain's leg off and was uh, attacking our ship, so I felt it was well within my rights to... No, I don't... Dis- How would I... you put it, Marcus? What did I do to her? Oh, you split it, guts! Yeah, that one. Oh, well, that's excellent. I'm happy for you. Well, so... happy is... I guess it might have been kind of gross, but... Alas, and he takes a large sip of beer. <laughs> so let's... Cut to the end here. What do we, what do you, you wanted to meet me? Yes, and I... see what you came to see? No, I've learned all that I needed to. Jen, I want to talk to you about one thing before you go, friend. Ah, well, I hope we can stay friends. Oh, well, absolutely, I would hope so. I know you work for whoever you want to work for, whoever it would seem fun to work for. Oh, I don't know what you mean by work. Well, when, if you love your job, you never work a day in, life, in your life, right? That's exactly true. Exactly. But I'll call it work for the sake of clarity. When you do your work, I want, you, I want to be real clear with you. I don't have a problem with you, personally. I know that there are people like you out there. Frankly, I would imagine you and I have a vaguely similar skill set. But what I will say is that there are some people in this world... Who, if you fuck with, I will not hesitate to cut you down. Oh, very intimidating. It's not in, I'm not trying to intimidate you, and I don't think I could. I'm not it's trying to scare fair. you. Fair. I want you to know who you're dealing with. Well, I they have call no me intention. Dead, right? Oh, yes, they call you dead. I don't have anything really to live for. Except them. Thanks for the drink. Of course. Maybe I'll see you in Caspin sometime, or Tullian, or maybe even Cabri. But you never know where one might meet another, and then he... Yeah, you uh, never know. He just kind of sits down at the bar and keeps drinking. He's not going anywhere. He's just hanging out. I think I walk back over the pond, and I'm like, let's go elsewhere. Oh, sure. And, like, I look at Marcus, and I'm like, Seven Bells, you know the thing. You're on bell duty, so don't get too sloshed tonight, would you? I think that's probably seen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I also like to think that Jin would walk over, like, right up, like, pretty much right after you guys leave, and he would just give, he would buy beers for the table. Hey, everyone. Uh, this is Dane. Welcome to the intermission portion of uh, the Level 1 podcast. Um, 
real quick, uh, gotta say, uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, we're really enjoying putting out the show, um, and, uh, sharing it all with you. Uh, it's kind of amazing. Anyways, first things first, uh, let's give a little credit where a little credit's due. Uh, Firebrands was designed by D. Vincent Baker, and The Quiet Year was designed by Avery Alder. Uh, both of these games are fantastic, and super helped us uh, work out how we were going to do this portion of the show. You can find them online. They're fairly reasonably priced. I really suggest going out and getting them and playing with your friends. Also, sound design, original sound design of that you've heard in today's episode and our previous episode comes from tabletopaudio.com. It's a great site if you're a GM or a player um, who might have the, the audio responsibilities at the table to add a little atmosphere um, to, to your to your games and since I guess I'd guess that you probably play um, tabletop games if you're listening to this I'd say go check it out if you haven't already that's tabletopaudio.com um, real quick uh, a couple things you should know from us is you should follow us at level underscore podcast on Twitter that's where you'll find updates photos maps art etc um, and um, even if you, you should follow us there, but if you're not a Twitter person, I'd say still check it out, especially for the maps. Um, additionally, uh, please uh, send us your questions to level1pod at gmail.com. That's level1pod at gmail.com. I'd also really like to say thank you to all the people who've sent us questions um, for the wrap-up portion of our um, season. Um, that being said, uh, it's kind of closed for, for questions that we're doing tomorrow, but we got... We're not going to be able to answer them all in the time given, so I'm going to start answering them here in the intermissions starting in a couple weeks. Um, anyways, again, keep sending us those questions. Um, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to start answering them in the intermissions. So, anyways, keep sending us your questions to level1pod at gmail.com. That's level number one pod. Anyhow, if you like our show and you like what we're doing here, the thing we're looking forward to doing more and more as we go through this upcoming year is... Um, growing our audience, and the best way we can do that is with your help. Share it with a friend. Share it with five friends. Um, that would make our day. That'd make our holiday season, you know? Um, and the other thing you can do that helps us a ton is reviewing us on iTunes um, or anywhere that you listen to us. Um, it helps more than you know. It helps new people find the show who um, who you don't know personally. Um but word of mouth is awesome too. Anyways, I've kept you here too long. Let's get back to the show. We're here for the role playing, not so much the rolling. Thanks for listening. All right, next scene? Next scene. Okay. <laughs> is this just a solitaire or do we want to do a proper debate? <laughs> okay, so where are we now? Um, I would say it's a couple weeks later. Nearly a month or two later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um. I think this would be about the same time that you're coming back from Palin to the Watchtower. And I'm maybe in the Houses of Healing. Yeah. In, yeah. um, Montilier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. So okay. Tower, Tower mm-hmm. appears in Eva. Okay. 
<laughs> Which province of Eva would you prefer to be in? You pick your favorite. What, what do we have? What are the uh, well, you have Caspin. You have the Merchant uh, section. Wait, you what have do you mean, what do you Rhea. Mean Caspin? And you have the Cabri. They all control parts of Eva. Maybe do um, the Merchant one? Oh, oh. Because that I seems see. like a place where we'll stop in. Because it's split up. Yeah. yeah. Well, whichever one Zoggazar is. Which do you be. think you'd be in? Well, what province are the salamanders usually from? Or they're from? They're not from the island. They don't have a problem. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. Zagazar just kind of he's got is there's there like, there's as an age. intellectual and a merchant. So and there's like a, one tribe, like a really small tribe. Uh-huh. Who, by the way, Zagazar is played by Dane. So. Oh yeah, I gotta be Zagazar again. What was his voice like? I don't um, know. So yes, it was quiet and kind of up here. That's <laughs> that was. <laughs> okay, there we go. Um, so what is what is happening here? What is Etni doing? I'm having my social trial. Um, it's a dinner and, party. Yeah. Yeah. Dinner party. Well, let's think about what kind of high-profile guests we could have here. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we could have, um, I mean, we could have the mayor from She's Mergera. dead. Oh. Is she dead at this oh. point? Oh, She's yeah. dead. Okay. She's got to be. Bellin killed her? Yeah. Yeah, with, for there to be enough time, she's got to uh-huh. be dead. Um, but let's think about what sort of high-profile people we want. Even if we want to introduce new characters. Because I like to think that there's some sort of summit or meeting. Because Zodgazar is an important man. Okay. It would make sense that then Turntack and Tilda would want to be there for this oh. sort of like garden party. <laughs> garden party, I like that a lot. Actually. Okay, so there's... They're all having like lunch in Zodgazar. is very lavish. Like, mm-hmm. Alright, we're just going to wing this. Cool. But there are high profile characters there. Oh, so hold feel on, free hold to on. make them I want there the to be spot. a professor from the Paladin Academy. Yes, yes exactly. Done. There you go, perfect. Okay, so... We're, we see the tower teleport. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me describe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the tower appears in the, very close to the southernmost coast of Eva, uh, right outside of a town called the capital. Now, outside of the, the capital is one of the largest cities in all of Saren, um, because it's, it's a merchant port, basically. Um, it's a hub. It's a hub for trade. Most of the merchants that are independent of countries uh, that control any sort of trade reside there, Mm -hmm. which means that a lot of trade goes in and out. Uh, Outside of the city uh, is kind of um, like a like a chateau, like a kind of like a mansion with huge (laughs) gardens. Bless you. Yeah. Um, with huge gardens and. just beautiful scenery. There's there's a horse race track on the outside. Um, it's pretty much anything. It's almost like it's very similar to like a country club, but it's mm-hmm. like someone's house. <laughs> um, so clearly, this person is extremely wealthy. Um, and on top of that, it's a masquerade. Mm-hmm. So everyone there is wearing different types of masks. So it's, is it an evening thing? Yes, it's evening. Oh, okay, Early evening, evening garden party. Mm-hmm. Mm, evening garden. Soiree. Oh, I like to think there's um there's some sort of magic that has these floating lights. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. They're like moving around the garden. Yeah, and there's magic everywhere. It's like it's they've hired mages. There's bands. There's firework shows that turn into like animals basically that run across yeah, the sky. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, exactly, just like that. Cool. Uh, there's pretty much anything you could want. There's people. There's like really famous uh, street performers. Uh, they're bringing out new acts here. There's magicians. I mean, it's 
all the stops. Mm-hmm. It is all of the stops. And this is not an uncommon occurrence, mm-hmm. um, which is why they knew that this was going to be happening. Mm-hmm. Is that this particular residence is known for hosting these quite often. They mm-hmm. probably have an invite on the fridge. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so... Tilden, ma'am, t- don't forget. <laughs> it's a it's a lifetime it's a lifetime Time invite. Yeah. yeah, it's basically like this. Oh, is, is like, it magic? Like, does it like magically put the next date? Yeah, mm-hmm. so that yeah. they can always come. Yeah. So, so, so Tilda and Tirantak walk you up. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for this. You're my favorite stuff. Your dress is just lovely. You pulled my hair into another dimension. What is what is what is a uh, Etni look like? It's like a bun that's borderline towards the front of her head. It's oh. so high. They like tried to make her cute, but they also don't know what to do with her insane fucking curly hair. Well, <laughs> that's what it takes. Way too much blush. Yes. And what's the what's the dress like? The dress is surprisingly pretty. Okay. Like they did they're very good at fashion. They're not good at beauty. At all. <laughs> sure. Because they probably just, like, snap their fingers and it's yeah, done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the golems are the ones that are trying to make the dress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fashion is pain, my dear. Fashion is pain. Well, it's not the... about fashion. It's about style. Yeah. Fuck fashion. It's exactly. style. It is. The, the dress is comfortable, but I don't think it's styled very well. I mean, I, can I take my hair out for God's sakes? No. This is terrible. Absolutely I spent hours on not. Oh. Also, it goes very well with your mask. <laughs> so we, we get in um, what kind it, of mask are you wearing I feel like it's not even a mask that like covers me it's like a nose mask like oh, almost yeah, like yeah, a yeah. <laughs> it's like a it's like a peacock mask yeah a little bit <laughs> like it doesn't actually do anything yeah. to conceal yeah. me at all <laughs> I'm just like going with it so I like um, at what point like describe you should describe the, the the evening and at what point do you get into your debate with Zagazar Mm-hmm. Which also pretty clearly Tilda and Tirantak put him up to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, what's the party like? So the party itself. Um, all the lights. Everyone's all the lights. Fantastic. The, the, <laughs> it's not oons. It's very like every. This is like a, a flex arena, almost. Mm-hmm. Like this is like an opportunity for everybody to show what they've been up to and where they're going and how how can you help me and you know like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things like that. So that's why they wanted to bring me here for a debate. Mm-hmm. Should we jump around to some conversations happening at the yeah. party, or should yeah, we yeah. stay with Eddie? Let's jump around a little. Let's bit. jump around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's people dancing. <laughs> there's some guy with like exotic animals. Like yeah. it's definitely yeah. fun. It's not a serious yeah. event, but it's like it's a flex arena. Maybe this is stuff that you overhear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Walking through. Yeah. Um, it's just bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Lord Edinburgh, you yes. did not come to my ribbon cutting. Well, I can't come to your ribbon cutting if you don't come to my son's fifth birthday party. I sent a representative. A representative? With a gift! <laughs> please, please, please. <laughs> you make a big deal out of a ribbon cutting? I cut ten ribbons a day. That's a lie and you know it. Well, my facility had the most profitable stone mining of the past season. What do you have to say about that? I have to say about that that you are monopoly. (gasps) You are hurting all of capitalism. We are fair business. We just happen to be the favorite. I'd say that we all need another drink. Damn straight. (laughs) 
So is Etni like caught in the middle of this one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll like, drink for you, Mrs. Drinks all around. Drinks are Sir. great. Sir. <laughs> She's had quite enough. And Zagazar like strides out. And he's got like I think he's got he's very dragony right yeah, now. Like love it. frills and like horns like yeah. maybe he's got like um, plumes. Plumes. Like maybe he's got like uh, like gold capped horns right now. Okay. Hell yeah. Um and he like strides through and like brushes you aside and takes oh, Etni by the Zagazar. arm. Zagazar. Zagazar. Oh please read my book. Zagazar, you have to read my book. He takes it and he hands it to his um to assistant. his, his yeah. assistant. <laughs> I'm trying to shit my mithril out of Garandun. How soon can I get your salamanders down to the work site? Sir. Sir. As soon as it's at my front door. do not travel. Zagazar, you must visit the Bard College. We put on a beautiful performance. There's already ten poets working on ballads about your deeds. Yes, I will. I will visit soon. Everyone gather around. Everyone gather around. Any, like... His assistant looks like one of those people that, like, in the old New York stock markets. <laughs> he's got the, he's like, got the ticket. Yeah. So here's a, and like uh, Zagazar like steps forward and he like exhales and there's just a moment where like Gandalf style like yep. there's a whole like magical like firework dragon yep. and, everyone's and, like, oh. and everyone's and before you know it, Etni and him are like alone in a um, like a, a hedge he, like, sort of situation. Them away. Yeah, 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 like yeah. a cabana. And I like yeah. to think maybe but while, not, while this. No, that's not right. <laughs> oh, yeah, what am I thinking of? Yeah. Oh, it's a pagoda. It's a pagoda. It's not a pagoda. A pagoda. We got it. And I think right before they're alone, maybe Turntech and Tilda are there, and Turntech's like, show off. Yeah. Tilda's like, he's doing us a favor. We can't complain. Easily do that. Easily. I know we can, but he's doing us a favor. Well, at the end of the night, we'll see who's who. And by that I mean. If it's, she us. Pa- if it's us, it's us, and whether or not she, we, whether or not she passed or not, and we can stop babysitting. <laughs> yes, I agree. I'm kind of tired of it. I'm also kind of tired mm-hmm. of it. I, I've meant to go to Onto for quite some time now, and I've heard that it's beautiful. How about she passes no matter what? I, I love that idea. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> you know what? I, I just can't wait to leave. <laughs> <laughs> So I think yep. maybe Zag- Zaggazar's gazebo. Zaggazar's gazebo. <laughs> that is a uh, sentence. Wait, hold on. It's sort of like up on a hill on his property and kind of looks out on the ocean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So, there. Mm-hmm. Like, are you enjoying the party? I, it's been an absolute whirlwind. Is this what rich people do for fun? No, it's what rich people do to meet each other. It's it's not for fun. At least not for those of us with taste. My dear, how are you finding everything since the last we met? Oh, I've, I've, I've been working on what we discussed. I've been mm-hmm. trying to find more of myself, and I think it's working. I see. I have a question for you. What do you think about, for example, I know you've traveled a bit, Mm -hmm. and you've seen a number of things, good, bad, otherwise. Now, I have a question for you. What do you think of the cost of good? What what is a, a step too far? 
I suppose. Meaning, at the end of the day, I suppose, do the ends justify the means? Edney's kind of looking at him. She's getting a strange inkling already, but decides not to press on anything. So, you guys are the imaginary audience and can pose us questions. Okay. Edney, please explain how your position is best for the most people. Well, I do find that many ends can justify means, but I think that cost is far more personal than many make it out to be, and people often overlook the personal cost of their own decision-making. So I think that if it comes at too much of a cost for the self, even for the greater good, it's not justifiable. Not even when it comes to... In my opinion, in my experience, it's always been that good should come before everything. Personal cost. Extraneous cost. If you can do good, you should do it for any reason. Because the most people benefit. It's about the most people living good lives. No matter what. What laws, it's a meaningless thing. Or cheating a system or anything like that it can magic for example cheats the natural order of things through our sheer will or the will of of gods or we as emulators as magicians bend the rules for our aims Edney kind of shivers at that because she's heard that before Sam, who got that point? Well, do you have an opinion? <clears throat> um, well, so you're debating about the role of an emulator in the world. Kind of. We're also kind of just talking about do the ends justify the means. Like, of if it's, yeah, if it, if it helps people, if it's good, then does it make it okay to do bad things like steal or mm-hmm. cheat? And then he's freaking out because he's brushing on things that her family has pushed on her and was a big reason, yeah. part of why she left. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so um, Etni's position is Etni's position is no. The ends do not justify the means, and Zogazar's position is yes, they do. If it's if it's good for if it's the good world, for the people, then the ends good for the people. The then yeah. no matter what it is, you should do it. Yeah, if and, it hurts you. And then he's thinking, and then he's like, "There's a line that you can't cross." There's a line that you Edney's can't cross, is... and think about people actually on a full scale. Because if it can benefit most people, then somebody's not benefiting. Yeah, so it's just personal. It's like a more personal thing, right? So, um, I'd have to go with uh, Zagazar on that. All right. So Will gets to ask us a question. The group, yeah, you two, us two, and Zagazar will answer this first. Please make a personal attack on your counterpart about what you know about Etni. I like this. So Zagazar leans in. And you can hear the sort of the murmur of the party down the hill. Yeah. 
you, everyone experiences these things. What you're saying is meaningless. You're far too young to know this. I believe that you are far too out of touch with it. As a salamander, you are inherently... As a salamander, what's that supposed to mean? Keep going, keep going. As a salamander and one of actual status, you are a rarity and you are thinking through the lens of rarity and specialness. And unfortunately, not everybody is special and not everybody has the good of the world at heart, but they have their own means for their own good and that can have a ripple effect through the rest of the world. Um, I'm gonna give it to Etni. She kind of called Zogazar out for... That was a better personal attack, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for being a little out of touch. Alright, Sammy, you get to ask the last question. It's one and one. One and one. Did also expose a lot that, you know, maybe what Etni was saying about you is something that she feels about herself. Yeah. That's a big reason why she ran away, because she felt she was special. Please explain how the other position has merit and is worth real considerations. So I start? Yeah. I hear you when you say that good should be done and good should be done above all else and I would say that most others agree. But I just don't think that it is actually realistic and actually feasible and I wish that that could be reality but none of us have full control over the goodness and it should not be something to be strived for to have that full control. I think it's wrong. Now, Etni, you say that the personal, that the costs can be too great. And you're right. Costs can be too great. And in those moments, we absolutely should not take those actions. Because then, they are no longer good. Costs outweighing the benefits means it's not good. But if that's not true, then it is a good thing and you're just being selfish. I'd have to give that one to Edney because I think that she did a better job of pointing out the positives in the other argument. Go for it, for sure. Um, yeah. Is that the end of this? Or yeah. Okay. okay. It's three and three. And he, and so he like... Basically, Zogazor is saying that um, if you do a cost-benefit analysis, you should do the thing that's going to have the most good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if maybe... Mm-hmm your best friends are on the line, mm-hmm. who or your own life is on the line. <laughs> so, Zalgazar, like, takes you by the arm and is like, you're very smart. And he walks you back um, to Tilda and Tarantac. And he says, the only thing that c- that's left that could teach her is the world itself. We must let her go. Perfect. You know, I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, she has progressed so much. We Enjoy should the party. probably go to Onto. 
enjoy the party. And he leaves, and he, like, gives Etni, like, a bow. A bow. Yeah. Like a meaningful bow. Yeah, yeah. And Etni, like, Zagazar, 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 Zagazar. Yes, Zagazar. Come to me. I am so tired of them. I'm staging us, and I'm going to do something drastic. Do we cut away there? No, 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 because we need to. I feel like you kind of muddle away, and Etni's world is kind of spinning because mm-hmm. that last part kind of threw her for a fucking loop. Yeah. With Especially with everything she's been with through Thorn and Duncan, mm-hmm. and Tilda and Toontech kind of wander away, and it's almost like a a drunk at the party moment, yeah. and you're but her head's spinning. That, like, you know, maybe I was doing a lot of training and learning stuff for myself, but my friends mm-hmm. need me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mrs. And then cut Edney, to the morning. Are you feeling all right? <laughs> I think I just need to lay down for a bit. Cut to black, and then you, and then it cuts to the morning. Yep. You're yeah. still in the yard. Yep. Yeah. And everything, everything is pink. Tyrion <laughs> <laughs> Tag lost her shit. <laughs> <laughs> and like you, you maybe you like wake up and you can hear like the telemetopeter whirring, whirring uh-huh. up, and you probably got like a note on it, be like, "Seeing you, TNT." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. TNT. <laughs> and then, like, the tower's gone. We'll send postcards from Onto. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And um, is this when you realize that, like, today was the day mm-hmm. that you're supposed to meet with? Today was the day, and also, there's nobody at this chateau thing. There's it's no vacant one to, now. Yeah. It's no one to take you to the meeting place. Yep. There is one little golem who's... <laughs> Who is still asleep, and he's like on your lap, passed out, kind of drooling. <laughs> just like a sleeping puppy. just like. And I kind of like wake up and look at the note and hear the whirring, and it doesn't register for like a second until it's been quiet for a couple moments. And then I just like, fire explosion from my hands, I throw my fists on the ground and I scream, Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> And then I start tearing around the chateau trying to find anybody who exists here anymore. Like, what happened? I have to get out of here. I'm on an island. I don't belong here. My ride just left. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I think that's a great place to cut. Yeah. Okay. Who's turn? Do you want to take us? We have a Sam, the fall of Nape. Yeah. Let's okay. do it. Um. So I'll just start by painting the picture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we cut to Napeville. Um, the city <clears throat> on the hill with the ramshackle walls and the painted over sign, except uh, this time we find it in a little bit different of a state than the last time that uh, the secondary heroes were there. Um, the city is smoking. The smoke can be smelt from miles away. It's the smoke of burned buildings, of burning bodies, of of burning metal, of pretty much anything that you can think of. Um, the grass is kind of lit on fire outside of Napeville in some spots. Screams? Uh, lighting. Yes, absolutely. Uh, there's some screams. Um, it's it's nighttime. And there's uh, an army marching on it? Yes. And can we see the banners? Uh, yes, you can. clearly? No, not quite yet. Okay. Um, they're flying something. Yeah, they're flying something. It seems to be that two different banners are flying. Um, and the, the entire land is, is decimated. It looks like they have 
done everything but fully captured the city at this point. The battle's going to the besiegers. Yes. The ba- yes. The battle's going to the besiegers, and by the battle is going to the besiegers, I mean the besiegers are basically in. Yeah. The walls are so flimsy. Um, and then you kind of see... You see the walls break. Mm-hmm. And you see, like, the armies stream in. I mean, some people had already been in over landing parties that had climbed up different sides of the wall, but at this point... Uh, Nape is lost essentially um, and they're all moving they're moving through the the village and uh, you know you cut to basically people being thrown on the ground people being robbed basically completely blind yeah it's uh, like that I'm gonna go back to Pirates of the Caribbean again it's like when Port Royal is attacked by the mm-hmm. by the, the tree with the skeleton hanging up from it is completely ablaze yeah uh, you see the swinging of the skeleton um, of Twoof, of Twoof yeah. kind of hanging in the soft glow of fire. And then we cut to Nape? Yeah, and then um, you go to the newly repaired doors of, <laughs> of Nape, and Nape sits in his quote-unquote throne alone, basically. Is he wearing armor? No, no armor. He's, he's wielding just a sword. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, he has a few close troops with him. Yeah, maybe a few close troops were like bracing for yeah. the door to mm-hmm. come down. And he sits with it on his on his lap, and he's sharpening the sharpening the blade slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, and, at this point, and he, the battering ram's hitting the doors. Like yes. it's that scene where mm-hmm. every, like it's punctuated. Like we get the shh sound of the, of the and then the, like the Boom. battering ram. Yeah, hit. and okay. then the massive sound of the battering ram. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the mm-hmm. soldiers pipes up. It's like. Uh, my liege, well, what are we supposed to do? This couldn't be Caspin. They're they're supposed to be all the way on the on the east near Fitch. No one warned us. No one warned us this was happening. Who? Oh, yeah. We could have held the city. We could have prepared. We fight, boys. We spent as long as we could pillaging these lands, and now it's time to face the foe, whoever they might be. They will taste the cold steel of my blade. Does, is this where the, the, the they break? Yeah, and so the this doors break. Breaks. And then two halflings walk in? Mm-hmm. Flanked by soldiers. Soldiers wielding crossbows, I think? Yeah. And, um, uh, Glover, how, um, Alfred, Alfred, my dear, my dear man. Yes, yes, yes. You'll be wanting to put up a new door, I imagine. <laughs> now, I see you have a sword there, King Nate. <laughs> if you call yourself that. <laughs> now, what do you say? You, your boys, they're all spears and spears and swords and axes. Wonderful, wonderful tools, but against a battalion of crossbow-wielding... See, you all... Everyone's in search of something. Uh, everyone wants the new shiny thing, the new interesting thing. My uh, friend Glover here seeks knowledge. He thirsts for it. And he's taught me an interesting thing. Did you know that a crossbow bolt can plow through five men at point-blank range? It's that powerful. Hmm. It's the new model. At this point, uh, some King's Nape soldiers uh, just basically start laying down their weapons, <laughs> like, very slowly. <laughs> very smart boys. Would you mind stepping to your right or your left outside of the longhouse's range? And boys, boys, first wave. Fire. Oh, shh. 
And okay. he gets fire on Nape. <laughs> okay, Nape immediately, like, he's... He basically just takes his arms and goes like this and just lets the crossbows hit him. Uh, he's not gonna... Nape was never a good man. No. no. Uh, and he... I think he, somewhere deep inside he knew that somebody eventually was gonna come for him, and yeah. I don't know if he cares that much. I think... I think he was ready, uh, or as ready as he could be. Mm-hmm. So, is he still standing from that first barrage? No, he he hits, and then he's like, ah! He's like slump over. <sighs> Second wave, prepare! I tell you- Kill me, you motherfuckers! <laughs> Maple chap. Here's the thing. Tullius is a rotten pig hole of a country. It's ruled by warlords and barbarians, very much like yourself. But do you know what Tullius uh, sits over? Do you have any idea? Ruins, like this one. This was once a powerful place. You were once a powerful man! And beneath us, I am certain there are treasures and pieces of knowledge that we must find. You've been going about this all wrong, dear boy. Second wave, fire. And this time, it, I mean, the catch him in the face. He's uh, he's just oh. he's basically a porcupine. Oh, like. this is a Game of Thrones. Yeah, Gross. and he falls over, and he's just his arm kind of slumps and hits the floor, and then the rest of his body falls, and he's like on his knees, but he falls over like so his knees are still bent, and he's he's gone. He, King Nape is one hundred percent dead. I think Glover goes over and he, like, kicks him a little. He's like, hmm. <sighs> Everyone thinks it's all about strength and size. But look at us. Listen, when two large men fight and knock each other out, well, once they hit the ground, they're no taller than the shortest halfling. Isn't that right, Glover? Indeed. Anyhow, where's the general? At this point, the general walks in. Uh, yes, I want to shake the hand of the man who took Napeville. <laughs> Gentlemen, <clears throat> General John Bellin walks through the door. Uh, we last saw him arguing yes. with the mayor, right? Yes. We He's last... wearing the colors of the House of Mergera. From Cabri. Yeah. Um, and he's proud. He's a proud, strong man who looks like um, he has just achieved great victory. Um, <clears throat> but he's also has his brow furrowed. Uh, he walks in and he goes, <clears throat> Those red soldiers you hired, I don't know how I feel about my boys working with them. <sighs> Quite honestly, General, um, the better thing to think about them is as your boys now, and you should whip them into shape. By the way... That's a very good point. Alternately, though, with a band of easily hired rebels and not even half of your troops, we were able to quickly take this. Yes, why the long face? You don't see combat like this down south, do you, like a boy? No, absolutely not, and of course that's the reason that I joined you, but... Also, we didn't even have Ophelia's assassins weaken the place first. She's off with Letha gathering your troops. This is easy. The people up here are peasants. We destroy them with no mercy, and we like to watch them die. Well, oh my, well, we all have our own treasure, don't, don't we? we? Don't we, don't we, You collect corpses, and I collect ancient pottery. We all have fun little Well, I, I aspire for greater things. 
Once Greater our... than taking Murderer, clearly. <laughs> clearly he once we have us. the troops of the Reds, and once we have taken this over, I aspire, as you know, to travel back to Cabri and... Well, listen, Belen. Unite. We're not done yet here. Belen, let me make something perfectly clear. You aspire to whatever Glover and I say you aspire to. And because if it, my memory strikes, it was Ophelia's uh, assassins who worked for us who helped you deal with that very pesky mare. And yes, her. that and my hundreds of troops, which slaughtered the entire council. I do understand, but I am not Nape, as you understand, and I'm sure that you do. I'm a very dangerous man, and right now our interests align, and I'm happy to be working with you two fellows. You seem like very well put together people. As are we, as are we now. I love this shot, though, that we're standing over Nape's dead body. Yes, <laughs> and also we're two very short athletes, yes. and he's a tall general. Yeah. Now, 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 now. Uh, Belin, can I call you John? No, you cannot. Fair enough. Bellin, let me uh, tell you something. We're so thrilled about the help you've had. So thrilled, in fact, that we've sent word. So um, your ship should be arriving and your military should be arriving from Mergerer uh, in uh, however long it takes to traverse this beautiful globe of ours. In the Fantastic meantime, news. In the meantime, we do have some uh, monster trophies to collect from the ruins of Fitch. We, we will be here for some months excavating. Yes. I think there's a library to plunder, some ancient gold, uh, works of art. You know, mm-hmm. just take in the local culture and ship it back to your. However, we would love for you to, to garrison this place, make it your own otherwise, and prepare well, for our next strike, which... What do you think? I'm thinking of... Now, I'm no military man, but I would say a sweep down south, you know? Lone tree. Beautiful Lone Tree, I love it. This How little... does Lone Tree sound, General? I hear there's a beautiful. Sounds fantastic. And there's he, a beautiful tree and there. <laughs> he kind of he kind of starts so plucking one. plucking cross, uh, crossbow bolts out of the out of the dead king. He's like, King, I can't believe how these people live. Now I promise, once everything's been plundered from Tullius, once Caspin and Tullian uh, have finally duped themselves into a into a standstill, stalemate. Oh, good word, good, mm. good word choice, clever. Uh, you will have your crown. You will have Murgera, and you will have all of its weak neighbors, and you, Belin, will have a place in Cabri as the man you aspire to be. Yes, absolutely. Men, and he calls in uh, four, five soldiers who come in in perfect formation. I mean, these are clearly trained killers who know exactly what they're doing. Take down the walls, take down the houses, reconstruct everything immediately. I want things built out of strong, sturdy timber. If Tolian or Caspin decides to attack us at any point, we need to be ready, and they will not have an easy fight. Dig tunnels underground for us to get supplies through, and I think I'll go for a walk. Do enjoy. Yes, I hear there's fireworks out tonight. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. <laughs> and uh, he walks out and... Uh, do you guys have anything more you want to do? Okay. Uh, and he walks out and kind of stands uh, with his arms behind his back uh, and looks up at the burning tree with the skeleton on him. Uh, with the skeleton on him. He's like, Poor soul. I wonder what he did. 